Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don here, but not really by myself without Suzanne, because I'm interviewing a, a, a wonderful lady, Laura Malone. And um, Laura is is does the odd combination of has a disaster relief organization and is a life coach. And so one of the things we're going to talk about today is not the disaster. We'll talk a little bit about disaster relief, but really about life coaching and what that looks like. That's why I want Laura to, I want to ask Laura questions. She's an expert life coach and just how that can impact our lives, our marriages, our families. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. This is great. I love your podcast too. Oh, thank you so much. And um, so uh, before we get started, uh, we were just talking before that your your uh, your husband Sean, with your relief organization, tell us a little bit about that. And just I just think it's interesting that he's over in Maui right now with, with and what's going on over there. Yeah, we run a disaster relief organization slash ministry called Crisis Response International, and we started about 17 years ago because God kept putting us in a position where we were someplace before something happened again and again and again. <laughs> And finally, we just stopped and said, what are you saying, Lord? (laughs) And then he kind of gave us the blueprint for the disaster relief organization because we want to be able to get in there and actually bring the gospel and bring the kingdom of heaven to earth in the time where it's their darkest hour of life for some people. And it's, it's really just a ripe harvest. People are, you know, a lot of us find the Lord when we enter into a crisis season, just our hearts are, you know, just kind of adjusted and shifted and we're looking for answers. And so our desire in starting this organization was basically so we can get into a place where people's hearts are open and we can be the answer. We can bring the love of God and share what a hopeful future looks like. So just creates a great opportunity. Your husband's right now over in Maui, really helping the people that are, you know, what does that look like for them? Well, he got there about four days after. Uh, it took a little while to get a plane that was going to land him there. And the the whole town of Lahaina, Maui, is is just gone. So right now, he landed on a couple of days ago, and they are working with the, you know, the police and everybody over there, FEMA, in order to see what is our part to play. And right now there's a lot of chaplaincy and ministry opportunities because they're still in recovery mode and they're, everybody's devastated. The whole island, Hawaii uh, is just, it's such a family. You know, there's just the Ohana, the family is really, really important. So that everybody on the, on the island is traumatized to some degree, even if they don't live in Lahaina and everybody just needs the answers that God has for them of, okay, where do I turn? Where do I find hope? Where do I find peace? How do I go on? So our teams are just going over there to be able to be with people. Sometimes we do, you know, we feed people, we bring resources and uh, we just follow the Lord and the man or woman of peace that he puts in front of us. And so right now we're just really bringing the kingdom and sharing the love of God with anybody who is in front of us over there. 
Well, I love it that you guys just are following the Lord. And, and in so many ways, I know that you were telling me you guys have moved around with this ministry, many, many moves, and um, your kids are involved. And, and so question, so how, is that kind of how you got involved in life coaching too? Just how did that evolve for you to become a life coach? Well, I found out when I realized uh, what life coaching was or that it even was a thing. I realized I've been doing this since I was probably 12 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. all my friends always came to me to be heard and to process. And I never really wanted to go into the past of how did you get here? But I, I re- look back and I realized I was always interested in helping people find solutions and to get unstuck so they could go forward. So I didn't go to college to get like a psychology degree in order to become a therapist and deal with the more, how did we get here part. And one day I realized that God had just put it in my heart as part of my calling, part of my design, that throughout all of these years of ministry, I had been consistently coaching the one in front of me. And I'm just a better coach than a chaplain, I would say. (laughs) So I probably talk too much. Well, so that's interesting thing. you know, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, Mackenzie's getting her master's in counseling right now. And, um, you know, and so she talks a lot about coaching versus counseling. And what she mentioned was kind of, you know, um, going back versus moving forward. Uh, one of the one of the ways she describes it, and I'd love to get your feedback on this, is that like counseling, they really go back into the past and figure out, you know, where those wounds are and things like that. And coaching is more about going forward. Is that is that an assessment you would agree with? Definitely. So life coaching is kind of an umbrella for all types of coaching that is not sports, right? So you've got life coaching and then you've got sports coaching. I'm not going to teach you how to play baseball because you would lose if I taught you, <laughs> if I was your coach. But I will, I'll be your cheerleader, but I can't do that. And life coaching is an umbrella for health coaching, business coaching, relationship coaching, financial coaching, anything that is more personal. It's not a sport, but it's it's about you and how you're moving forward in life. That falls under the umbrella of life coaching. And the way I like to look at it is that counseling is kind of like, hey, let's take that suitcase, throw it up here on the bed, unzip it, and hold that sweater up and say, how did you get here? And what's it like to wear you? And do I need you anymore? And who gave this sweater to me? And you're just kind of digging through what's in your baggage and processing through it. Whereas life coaching is like a journey. I'm going to help you as your coach get from point A to point B to leave this shore and move towards a horizon. We're not going to ask the questions about how you got to this shore. And we're not going to ask those questions about what's in your baggage. I'm going to help you figure out what kind of luggage you need. We're going to throw that on the bed and we're going to talk about what do we need to put in it for this journey. We're going to go put things in the luggage that you need on the boat. We're going to put things in the luggage that you need when you land on the horizon. So we're going forward. And there is a crossover and a connection between counseling and coaching because you're not really ready for coaching if you are still processing trauma and things like that, that need to be dealt with in counseling. So there's a space for both, but then inside of counseling, uh, some counselors do move into coaching and you just have to know when do we change hats, 
right? So is, is it appropriate to wear a counseling hat? Is it appropriate to put on your coaching hat if you're a counselor? Coaches never put on a counseling hat because we're not counselors. We're not therapists. Right. But, you know, unless you are, you can go back and forth between. But there is a big difference between the types of training and acceptable licensing between a counselor and a coach. So the line right there is very, I see it as a very strong line to be aware of. And counselors can invite their um, their patients to go forward and put on a coaching hat, but coaches never invite their clients to go backward by putting on a counseling hat. Let's just move into a little bit of, um, I think that you know, it's interesting when we were growing up playing sport, when I was growing up playing sports, you didn't have, like you say, sports coaches, you know, you had coaches, but I mean, not really specialists where you went and did training and stuff like that. And now it's like everybody does, you know, there's so much, you know, individualized training and you have different, you know, when my boys play baseball, we had a, you know, a hitting coach and a pitching coach that helped the team, you know, learn all those things as well as the coaches that were doing the regular ones. So it seems like that's kind of where life coaching, you know, maybe 30 years ago, we didn't know these people could help us. And, and now it's become more, um, more prevalent, I guess I would say. And so just um, like, I guess just start out, like, think about like in the individual and you even mentioned like, there's even different areas like business and things like that, but maybe individual marriage, and then family, how does a life coach fit into someone's life? Okay, so coaching is, it's like a relationship between two people where there's the coach provides support, accountability, and basically holds, holds space for the client, right? To be in process, right where they're at, moving forward, not going backwards, but moving forward. And when I say that, I do recognize that our past influences our present and how we're going to move into the future. So there can be awareness of it, but we just don't dig into it, you know? And like Proverbs 27, 17 talks about iron sharpening iron, you know, and a person, that's how a person can sharpen another person. <laughs> and uh, coaching is, it can be like that where one person is there specifically to help sharpen the other person. And not in a mean way, obviously, not yeah. like when my husband's sharpening the knife in the kitchen and I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole body feels bad. <laughs> That's yeah, so painful. Yeah. But in the way that in order to sharpen you to help remove the hindrances to God's love in your life, to help you get unstuck, to help you move forward and take the most advantage of what you're capable of in life, right? So a coach is there to kind of be a, a a cheerleader, a champion, a comrade in you personally growing in your own life. So you have to do the old work, your own inner work. A coach is there to be a guide, not do the work for you, not tell you what to do, but help you figure it out. You know, so uh, again, life coach is kind of like a guide that helps you get from point A to point B, the shore to the horizon. Yeah. And would you say that like, so I, I mentioned like the individual marriage and the, and then the family. So you would have, so a, a person, let's say they're a parent, a lot of our, you know, listeners are parents and married and all those things The the person would come to you and you would help them move forward in all areas. Is that what I, is that a good understanding? So within life coaching, like I said, that being the umbrella, and then there's a lot of things underneath that, 
And if you break it down into what most people want coaching on are things like health, wealth, and relationships, right? If you were to say under that umbrella, there's three more umbrellas, and then you broke all of those things down, this would fall under relationship coaching. If we're talking about parenting, marriage, things like that. Right. And so and then inside of coaching, you have your niche or your specific focus where you help specific people get a transformation or get a result or accomplish or do something. And in the context of parenting and marriage, then having a coach in that area would be like somebody, for instance, if you were to be a Christian parent coach, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to going to coach them, then you're going to take your experience in working with many people, your experience as a husband, your experience as a parent and a grandparent, but obviously you're going to hold space for your client to be who they are as a parent or a spouse, right? Because their story is very different than yours. You only kind of know a general understanding of what it's like to be a parent, but their specific parenting, their who they are personally, you get to be a guide to ask questions. You get to say, so how did you end up here? And you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What kind of parent do you want to be? What, are, what kind of parent do you want to stop being? You know, and it kind of digs into the personal life of, okay, so you you tend to be passive aggressive is what I'm hearing you say. Okay, well, what would you like to be instead of passive aggressive? So you, you help a client actually grow into come into more self-awareness about who they are right now and who they would like to be. And then you kind of guide them into becoming who they're actually going to become. <laughs> it's, it's between this cliff and that cliff. There's no bridge and you help them build that bridge and walk across it. But baby, do you find that people like that are effective in life coaching, do they have one coach that explores all those areas or do they have multiple coaches that more have an expertise in that particular area? There are uh, coaches who have more expertise in the areas of marriage and intimate relationships like that, like a spousal relationship. Uh, and then there are par there are coaches that are going to be more focused on communication with your kids, communication with teenagers. <laughs> you know, we can get really specific here if you want yeah. to. And, you know, I, I will take one. I'll need a coach yeah, for my, yeah. my three teenagers. <laughs> I need a doctorate for that one. Right. But how beneficial is it to have somebody that you can call, get in a, get in a call in a session with and say, here's where I'm at. And I really don't know what made me blow up, but I did. And mm -hmm. I don't want to do that again. So I need you, I would like you to coach me today on how to communicate with my middle child who seems to clam up and slam the door and never talk to me for the rest of the night, not come out. And I don't want to do that. That's not the parent that I want to be that causes that reaction. But I also can't change who she is and why she's doing it. So I would like to understand that, but I don't know where to start. And then a coach would say, well, have you, have you explored a little bit of maybe personality typing with her? Or have you read about um, birth order? And some of the general characteristics of a middle child, do they fit? And then maybe that coach would get more specific knowledge because to become an expert in that area of maybe coaching you as a parent with teenage uh, teenagers in your house 
then maybe that coach would get more expertise and do more learning uh, and get education around all of those different types of things, because that's going to more specifically help you focus on this one area between you and your teenagers. Whereas if you just wanted a coach that wants to help you with your parenting and your marriage, you could have somebody who has a little more general experience and not such a niche focus on you being a single mom with teenage kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it depends on what you're looking for. You can find them out there. Well, and so like, I've had a couple of experiences personally with coaching. One of them is um, that uh, just recently, um, as I'm uh, looking at the ministry piece, I had a, 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 a ministry coach, a guy that was really looking at my, where I was, my leadership of, of our crazy cool family ministry. And um, secondly, over the last few years, uh, Suzanne and I have had a marriage coach that we've used, uh, you know, for really, it's probably been four or five years now, both really helped us, but one was short term and one was more, has been more longer term. So I'm just curious with your clients and the people you're connecting with. So you were saying like, you know, sometimes you, you might look at people, different expertise. Some of the moms and dads are probably thinking, wow, I can't afford to have five coaches. You know, what do I do with that? Is it sometimes, is it more of a short-term arrangement that you kind of move forward in a certain area and then move on from a coach? How does that work from a timing standpoint? Well, that again, depends on what your, what type of results you're trying to get. So obviously in your marriage, that's not going to end anytime soon. So you're going to want to retain a coach that you can have access to and who can walk you into your specific results that you and Suzanne are looking to create, right? But like you said, if you had somebody looking at your business or your ministry and trying to help you specifically grow it to a certain point, then they're going to be beneficial for you to work with them until you reach that point. And at that point, you determine, can they take me further? Right. Or are they the right coach for me now? Or do I need something different and I need to find a coach who has a more specific focus in the other direction I'm going to go. So if you were to build, let's say you're just starting a business, starting a ministry, and you get a coach that helps you start that. But then the next thing you want to do is you want to start a podcast. Well, you wouldn't want to stay with a coach, right? That is, can't help you start a podcast. They helped you start a business or a ministry. Now you need to go get a coach that helps you start a podcast. And it's the same thing with parenting. Maybe a having a coach that helps you in your life. Maybe you are a working mom and you've got little kids. Well, a coach that's specific for that is only going to be seasonal because eventually your kids are going to grow up. So then maybe you become a mom who works at home and you've got teenagers that are homeschooled. That's a completely different stage of life. You would want to move from one coach to another, unless you had a coach that really had you had such a rapport with, and they are able to grow through the seasons with you. So some coaches, they just stay one-to-one -one and you can maybe meet with your life coach one or once or twice a month and buy type of a package, 12 coaching sessions or something like that. Some coaches do a retainer. So you pay a retainer per month and you get so much access to them at different times. Some of them just, you book one off session, right? I'm just Whenever I need a session, I'm going to book a session with my life coach. Right. And then some coaches offer programs where they say, I'm actually going to help you specifically get this type of result. It, we're going to need six to eight 
six or eight or 10 sessions in order to get that, because I know what I'm going to take you through and they have more specific tools that they're going to actually walk you through and introduce you to maybe some homework that you have to do. That's actually going to take you from point A, build the bridge, walk yourself across it and be at point B by the time you're done meeting through sessions. You know, I was, um, I want to kind of take parents through that for a minute. And I think I can kind of help, help maybe help them make some decisions on some of these items. But like I was talking with the, um, with the Dave Ramsey people a, a couple of months ago and um, what, so Dave Ramsey, you know, huge organization, they study this stuff all the time. And, and just, I want to give a quick, a quick um, statistic. They said that if somebody goes through their, um, their class, if they just do it on their own and they don't pay anything for it and they just get it on their own, 4% of people will go through and finish their class. If the, um, if they get a mentor and they pay something for it, 74% of people will finish the class. And I thought that was just an amazing statistic. And I, I don't know if I got the numbers exactly right or whatever, but the point is, is that when you pay for something and you're accountable to someone you'll tend to do more. And the question becomes is, can you afford it? And who, what the right person is and what, in, in some ways, you know, like you were saying that some of these coaches have a curriculum Well, they're going to take you through that curriculum or some of it's more open-ended. There seems to be, you know, with the internet, with technology, we've got all different kinds of, of coaches. And so let me ask you a question. Like when you, you know, you, a lot of our, uh, listeners will be maybe 30 something young kids to elementary to middle school kids. You know, we definitely have some older people that maybe have, have gone further in their career, but a lot of these are, you know, we got kids in sports. We're up and coming in our jobs. Um, how do these people make these decisions? There's all this information out there and what should they budget for it? And what would be, you know, kind of, I know there's not a one size fits all, but how do you recommend right. say that, that mom who's got a job and they make, you know, they've got a dual income, but they're, you know, just making ends meet. And so, you know, what do you, what do you tell those people? Okay. So first off, a parent would have to one day wake up and say, there's a gap between who where I am and where I want to be as a parent, as a person, as a professional, as a, a wife or a husband, et cetera. Right. So first you have to be aware that there's a gap between where you are and where you wanna be. And then when you make this committed decision to yourself that I will do something, I will make investments rather than paying money. I will make an investment in becoming the person that I wanna be, in getting the results in my family and my household that I want to get. We can, I think a lot of people say, I don't want to be like my parents, <laughs> but right. I think that there's so much power when instead of saying, I don't want to be like the people on the shore. What if you said, I want to be like the people on that horizon, instead of deciding reactively what you don't want to be as a parent or a wife or a husband, what if you decide who you do want to be? And that's kind of the point where you decide, I would be interested in making an investment in coaching because that's going to help me determine who I want to become and the results that I actually want to create and the legacy that I want to leave for my family. 
So reactive growth will only get you so far by saying like what you don't want to be and who you don't want to be like and what you don't want to do in your family. But determining who you do want to be, what kind of parent do you actually want to be? That is the first step in actually deciding to make an investment into your growth because now you realize that you're not the person that you want to be instead of focusing on who you don't want to be. And then when you decide to make that investment, I say, I mean, obviously from the place that I've been running a ministry, a nonprofit, good at (laughs) non-profiting, and then wishing I had the ability to invest in my own coach, but not having that for a long time. I looked for people who offered things like podcasts, books, and blogs, where I could at least glean from their expertise, at least glean from free resources, right? So I started investing in that and I started anything that I care about learning, any type of growth in my own life, I started looking for free resources. So that's where I would say say Mm. somebody needs to start. Like your podcast, it's a free organic, like it's right there. They could just go search for it anywhere and find that there are these amazing people who speak into my life as a Christian parent, Christian spouse, uh, or maybe not even Christian, but I am interested in figuring out it could God be helpful? Well, I don't know how, I really don't know how you stay well, married, be married, or have, be, be a parent without Jesus, honestly. And I think that, yeah, I mean, I, even with us, you know, we even have our free membership site, Basecamp, which has hours and hours of, of, uh, of video specifically targeted to help you solve your family problems. You know, there's so much free content out there. And one of the things that I, I talk to parents about a lot is, and and men, as I do men's ministry as well, is just own your own discipleship, you know, is that, and be one of those 4% that are going to do it themselves. But if they don't, you know, when, if they do, it's some people really need, as we see going from 4% to 74%, a lot of people need mentors and, and it's very helpful to them where it's where life coaching comes in. The sessions are they, you know, what can people expect if they did, you know, a session or two a month, let's say, with a life coach. What are they, what can they expect to spend on that? And maybe I know it may be a range, but I mean, just give people a little bit of idea what they would expect to spend. Well, I would say that coaches who run for-profit businesses that are for-profit minded are probably going to be seventy-five to two hundred dollars a session. Okay. I personally know and work with coaches because I train Christian coaches. Christians who are called to be coaches, I know a lot that are just very helping hearted and ministry minded, nonprofit minded, even though they run a for-profit business, which is kind of how I am. There's a, I'm a nonprofit minded for-profit, <laughs> right? right? So I set up, I'm, a, I'm an LLC, but I'm actually very nonprofit minded. So a lot of coaches, especially Christians, want to be able to meet people where they're at, who don't always have, you know, hundreds of dollars to spend on a coaching session or program. So I think that you can find them closer to maybe $50 a session, but I will always say that you need to pay attention to what you're looking for, because there's a lot of different types of coaches out there and they offer a lot of different types of coaching. So group coaching is a great affordable way to be able to get coaching 
However, it's going to be more low touch. If you want one-to-one coaching, high touch coaching, you're going to need to, you're going to have to pay to invest in that. You're going to pay more because you're getting focused time from your coach who is specifically working with you, only caring about you, very present to listen to what you have to say and walk you from point A to point B. Now, group coaching is low low touch, so it's going to be more affordable. Let me say also that when you look at getting into coaching, I would recommend, and and again, you have a lot more experience than I do, so I'm going to, but really that it's probably going to take a few sessions in order to really get something out of a life coach. It may take a lot more sessions, but at least a few. So if you're if you're going in thinking I'm gonna call somebody and spend 50 bucks and get all my problems solved, that's probably not a realistic expectation of coaching. Is that fair to say? No. You really shouldn't expect your a coach to solve any of your problems. That's your job. <laughs> there you go. Right? Own your discipleship, but you have to take responsibility. You can't expect somebody else to, is going to do it for you. And that is just definitely not what a coach is going to do in sports. A coach doesn't get out there and swing the bat for you or run from base to base or right. shoot the hoops. You know what I mean? They're, they're there to help you grow into the best player that you can be on the court or on the field. So in coaching, I would say if you just start out with one session you're going to get a little bit of movement. But most coaches will offer a discovery call for a low price or for free, just so you can get an, you know, get a little experience with them. Are they the right coach for you? They get to find out, are you the right client for them? It's an introductory call. You can ask a lot of questions. You share where you're at, where you think you are, where you think you wanna go, and they help you determine if, they're, if they can actually help you do that. And then that moves into sessions where we're talking more about coaching packages and programs where they offer, I'm a firm believer in six starting with a six session package, because those first couple of sessions are really about finding your footing in a relationship now with somebody you just met, right? And you want that coach to be somebody who's real, um, holds space for you. Now, I will, let me just break this down. I have a, a quiz on my on my website to help people find who are called to be coaches kind of like find their superpower. (laughs) And it's about, I break it down into four different types of coaches. And I think that it's really helpful when people want to go find a coach. I, I break it down into these four types of coaches, because if you can be aware of what kind of coaching you're looking for, you can go look for the right person instead of just grabbing the first coach that comes up and scrolls on your Facebook feed. Right. Right. You can say, no, I'm actually looking for somebody like this. And so I break them down into the pastoral coach, the strategy coach, the mentor coach and the possibility coach. And so the pastoral kind of coach now they're not coaches out there. This is my language. So nobody is going to tell you this is the type of coach they are unless they've actually worked with me. (laughs) They'll understand it. But you have to kind of put your own language to it. A pastoral coach is going to be more. Um, with somebody who sits and listens to you, they're going to be a great listener, more like a chaplain, and they're going to ask a lot of questions, but they might not give you as much direction or feedback. If you're looking for that, you'll be disappointed with this type of coach. But if you're just looking for a safe space to process where you're at and where you want to go, and you can actually walk yourself through it a little bit, if you have guided questions, then this is a great coach for you. So they're more focused on the internal 
and you figuring out what type of external actions you need to take, like which way should, way to go, and they'll help you. But inside of the parenting and marriage spectrum, I would say this kind of coach is going to, they're going to listen to where you're at, ask deeper questions and, and help you kind of process your own perspective, maybe offer theirs, ask why are, why are you thinking like this and how did you guys decide upon that? But if you just want a safe place to process, this can be really helpful. Um, if you don't have anybody else to talk to, you, you, this is a non-judgmental space to process where you're at as a parent or a spouse. And then they can help you kind of determine what kind of changes you want to make and kind of set you free. There you go. Great. That was a great session, right? But then the strategy coach is going to be more focused on a solution and forward movement, create a strategy, probably going to be more likely to offer you a, a six session package where they tell you, you know, you're going to do homework and you're going from point A, we're going to have you at point B by the time we're done after six sessions, less focused on your internal process, more focused on external action. And in the context of parenting and marriage, I'd say a strategy coach is somebody who's going to take you through those specific number of sessions of work to actually get you the results. And they're going to lay out a roadmap for you. They're going to help you figure out what you need to do to get going, how to go there. And, you know, where do we turn off, you know, session three, we're going to pull over and get some food. Session five, we're going to pull over and get some gas. Session six, we've arrived. Look at us, you know. Um, so they're going to be very clear about point A to point B. So if you have a specific goal in mind, like as, as a married couple, we want to get out of debt, right? That type of coaching, uh, let's say financial, uh, a married couple wants financial coaching. And in six sessions, they're going to know what they need to do to get out of debt from point A to point B. A little bit different than like you're talking about you and Suzanne seeing a marriage coach. That's going to just be, hey, what do we need? Maybe more, what's the focus for today? And yeah. it'll be a little bit different than that yeah. strategy. Then the mentor coach is somebody who's been where you want to go. They've actually walked that journey. And as a mentor, they can look at you and say, this is what you can expect. I understand. I empathize. I know what you're saying. Um, they can have a little bit of strategy mixed in, might be a little more pastoral too. It would be kind of like me coaching a stepmom because I have had a stepmom. I am a stepmom, right? So I can be a mentor type of coach to somebody because I understand where they've been. So I'd be able to say, like, I have empathy for you. I totally validate what you're saying because I I understand how, you, like, why you would feel that way. Um, I'm more specific about the types of questions I ask because I am very understanding and clear about the types of challenges and obstacles that comes with step parenting on both ends, right? So a mentor coach is really great when you feel, you want to feel like you're, my coach really gets me. And so right. if you're looking for that and- Again, this comes back to you being aware what you want before you make an investment into some into some type of coaching relationship. The last one is the possibility coach. Basically, somebody who can see a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different ideas, throw out a lot of opportunities. It's good for certain personalities, people who are more entrepreneurial, uh, people who don't want to be told what to do, but they want to see what's possible. And these types of coaches usually are a little more entrepreneurial. They're pretty creative. They're out of the box thinkers. They don't necessarily need you to go a specific way they told you to go because they can kind of just be with you on the journey, regardless of what end 
result you want to um, to get. So I would say if you want to explore why your kids or the other people are in your life are the way they are, then a possibility coach is really open-minded to all of the possibilities of the different types of personalities in your house and can maybe just help you with your thought life work and how to let your spirit lead your soul in the midst of all of this and say like, I understand you feel that your husband was disrespectful, but what if he was just hurt when he said that? It's like opens up a possibility to what if it's different than you thought? What if it could be better than you are afraid it will be? You know, just more possibility. I would say for me, my superpower is possibility, but my love language is strategy. <laughs> so I kind of like bring them together. If if you're looking for somebody as a coach, knowing what you want will help you kind of ask questions to see what they're going to offer. If I was if I'm a possibility coach and you want a pastoral, you'll be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and so and and uh, well, Laura, thank you so much. That's super helpful. We uh, in everything we've done with life coaching. So you mentioned this briefly, but. Um, you, uh, I want to help people get in touch with you. So one is you coach life coaches. Do you also do life coaching on your own as well? And so not anymore. Okay. So you, but you can help people. I used to do that. Listeners, like how would you say would be best to connect with you to help them possibly connect with life coaches? So, I am actually building a directory right now for all the coaches that I've trained and that I work with because my one of my goals is to be able to help coaches actually find clients. That's one of the hardest things to do yeah. you know, when you start anything. <laughs> but then I took all of the years that I've been coaching and just in general life coaching and working with many people more specifically, the Lord said it was time for a season of multiplication and to actually teach people, train them how to become Christian coaches and whatever their calling is, whatever their specific po- uh, focus is, and who God's called them to. So I have, my business is called Sterling and Stone Mentoring, and dot, sterlingandstonementoring.com is the website. That's where the, I... the show notes. Okay, great. That's where I actually connect with people who feel called to coach. So I work with them one-to-one. I offer packages and then masterminds and things like that from time to time. But then those coaches, my desire is for them to be able to access clients through my podcast, my, my ability to reach people, because I love connecting people. (laughs) I love to bring all these people in and say, how can I connect you with the right person? You're looking for a pastoral coach. I know just the person, you know, that is specifically focused on the type of, uh, the results that you want to get. So that uh, that directory will be up soon. And I, I would say I would, you know, podcasts are a great way to find the people that you're looking for. And the way I teach my coaches is I say go start creating content, those, that free resource that people go look for, right? They can right. go onto a podcast and actually do a search for Christian life coach, et cetera, or Christian relationship coach. Um, but also just even going and looking on Amazon for books or Barnes and Noble, go, go to actual physical bookstore. If that, you know, yeah. some people yeah, still do that. Yes. <laughs> well, so, yeah. um, yeah. 
that's awesome. So I think so. Yours, Sterling, your your website again. Sterling and Stone Mentoring dot com. Yep. And we'll put that in the show notes and then you'll be putting a directory up soon. So you can keep that'll be on that website, right? Yes. And so be able to actually find coaches. Yeah. And and also, you know, you can, I want to direct them to you and also just to let you know that, yeah, you can also find coaches a lot of different places. And um, sometimes it's just word of mouth. Some people, a lot of people are using coaches now, so they may have recommendations. Mm -hmm. Ask your friends, things like that as well. So Laura, thank you so much. I I, I pray that your husband's safe in Maui. I guess, I guess if we had to have a mission trip. That's probably a great place to go. But um, uh, I know that the devastations there. I don't want to make light of that at all. But it's it, it, it at least maybe there's a beach. So um, it is thank, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful so for, your, for your time. I really think you know parents and and uh, you know married couples that are listening to this. Um, think about what a coach looks like. I mean, it it it's something that is a good investment. You can do it in the short term and try it out. And you know what? That's the last thing I want to say is that um, if you don't like what you, what's going on with the coach, you move on because I mean, you're, you're paying for that and it needs to work. And if it's not working, then you try something else. And and so um, it's, it's not something you're stuck in for a year. And, you know, and so, uh, but I think there's a lot of value to life coaching and, and just really the own your own discipleship. It's a way. I love it that you said you're on the shore. Don't be on the shore anymore. Let's go somewhere. Let's go and build, build a life that God has for you. And there's definitely people that can help you mentor through that. So Laura, thanks for your time. Any, any last comments for our listeners? Well, I think you summed it up and let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Let's not stay stuck. And I think of life coaching is really a great modern day discipleship tool you know, it's just one way to, to actually take ownership of your own life and walk with the Lord, you know, let Holy Spirit be your guide and invite somebody to come walk along with you because you're, you're, you're meant to become all that he's called you to be and everything that he's called you to, he'll equip you for. And sometimes a life coach is part of that equipping. Yeah. And last thing I'll tell our listeners is a lot of people ask us, are you going to get into coaching? And the answer is a big fat maybe. You know, I mean, we just are waiting yeah. <laughs> for the Lord, and we. So the answer is really we don't know. And uh, but if 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 there is interest, you know, you can always email me at don at crazycoolfamily.com. You can also do info at crazycoolfamily.com and say, hey, man, we would love to have you become a coach. And we're ready. We're just kind of exploring that with the Lord right now to see what happens. So um, anyway, as always, uh, parents, we're so glad you listened to us. Laura, thank you for being on. And uh, we'll wrap it up with, as always, go be crazy, parents, crazycoolfamily.com.